Welcome to the Small Fictions Podcast. Every week, three aspiring, slash, totally shit writers create short stories and send them to an English teacher for grading. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Alex, and Elliot. Um, So, Mr. Substitute Teacher, um, I don't suppose you fancy reading a listener story, do you? Oh, I can't get enough of absolute shit, so yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is from Will. He also wrote to us in the last series. Yeah, uh, would love to say I'm a big fan of his work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For teacher's information, oh sorry, the... uh, Melinda has a German dialect. The date speaks with the generic English dialect with a darker voice. I don't quite know what a darker voice means. Mm. Um, I hope that's now, not racist. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure what Will's political views are. Don't want the podcast to go viral. Maybe, maybe it just means deeper. Yeah, I'm going to go. I think he means that. more given sinister. The, I will give him the benefit of the doubt, doubt that he's not an actual yeah. right wing <laughs> lunatic. Uh, yeah, I let's... don't think he's a Nazi. We've, we've not got any Nazi listeners, I'm sure. It's fine. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> well, who knows by the end of the night. I don't know what you've all written. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Title, Melinda's Date. And bear in mind, I cannot do accents. So saying that one of the characters is German is already onto a loser. <laughs> Melinda is sitting at the restaurant. She is waiting for her date, who is running late. She ordered red wine to waste some time. Um, Time passed. 15 minutes. 30 minutes. She heard a lot of good things about her date, so she is kind of desperate. Finally, after 40 minutes, here comes the date. A well-dressed man in his 30s with a nice suit, good figure, and well-trimmed blonde hair. It's worth the wait, Melinda thought. He apologised that he's late. He sits down at the table and they order some food. The date orders some chicken and fries with a bit of greens on the side while she orders a nice, oh my gosh, entrecote, I I cannot, I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's something really fancy, but I do not know what that is. While she orders a nice entrecote and roasted potatoes, also with some greens on the side. While waiting for the food to arrive, they chatted a bit about where they were from. God. <clears throat> this is so fucking dry. <laughs> um, I am from a little village in Germany and moved to Oxford when I was 11, Melinda said. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm from Dover and I've lived there until I was of age to be recruited, said the date. The food arrives and it looks amazing. Melinda pours some sauce on her dish, and it's perfect. It's the best sauce she has ever tasted in her life. So good, she orgasms on the spot. The date is enjoying (laughs) his food too. No mention about him, but after they finish the food, they after they finish the food, they talked for a bit more. Melinda was talking about how she's a lawyer. Then she asked the date. What he does for a living. I'm a, a bit late in the evening to be asking that. She's heard loads of good things about the date. Not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Not his name or where he's from. Yeah, still don't know a name. <laughs> but let's talk more about the greens on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I love the fact that. She orgasms at the table. I know we're reviewing the but she's orgasming at the table. Yeah, and it was like... such a straight lay story until that yeah. point. And it's like, it's like, oh, uh, by the way, what would you get up to? Uh... <laughs> oh, she, oh, she's what? Just mopping us <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, right, sorry. Um, I'm a different kind of detective, you could say. My job right now is that I'm looking for a Mr. Pickles. And that is all I can say for now. The date answered with a wink. Time passed while they had such a delightful conversation. And after a while, the date excuses himself for a moment 
stands up and starts walking. He's heading towards the kitchen. After a while, Melinda hears a commotion in the kitchen, so she goes over to check. She sees him in the kitchen, holding a man's head in. The sauce, not the sauce. A man came up behind her date, grabbed him from behind. The date took the saucepan, hit him in the head, sauce flying everywhere. Not the sauce, God's sake, not the sauce. The man gets knocked out. Melinda looks at her date with excitement in her eyes. The date looks over and says, By the way, my name is Bob. The end? Question mark? Oh my god! I'll be honest. Right. I'll be honest. The uh, worst bit of that story is the question mark at the end. Please, <laughs> please, please make it be the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's make that a full stop, shall we? Will? Oh wow! Well, thank I, thank you, Will, for sending yeah. that in. I've got a feeling uh, we're not we're not gonna we're gonna hear some more from Will. Oh, I look forward to it. obviously. Um, this is what the source cinematic universe coming back here. Uh, did we have a sort? Was there was a story with the source and Mister Pickles crossover? Was there? I can't. It was, yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. Um, so that was a that was a bonus episode we did. Yeah. So this is a a, a deep cut of law. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it has to take place among Celadus uh, if it's in the source universe i'm afraid will so uh, was that clear in the story i don't think it was um no, no in a restaurant. Was, she's from germany and moved to oxford and he's from dover uh, he must dover. be referring it's got to be a different source then no i mean it's from dover there's this yeah a no one's from dover b you can't <laughs> you cannot see your character from dover and then not have some sort of bend over pun in the story you cannot set that up and then just not pay it off That's um true. I can't believe that we didn't find out his name because he was saving it as like a big payoff at the end. So, <laughs> well, actually, I think I know why. Because what? it Will wrote in wrote another story in the previous series, didn't he? And the character in that was called Bob, as well. And he was uh, the, okay. he was the naked spy. Yeah. All right, yeah. So there's a bit of continuity there. Right. So, so, so I think so he's is... he's creating his own series here. <laughs> the Will Cinematic Universe. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm glad they I got guess... their greens anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the, green, like the... the greens were lovely. Yeah. Specifically, lovely. both of them had greens on the side. And I feel like this is an incredibly important point since it comes up twice. Not the orgasm that genuinely is six words. She is so good, she orgasms on the spot. Seven words. And then just moves on. The date's enjoying his food as well. It's like, oh, okay. Slight yeah. difference in tone there between level of enjoyment. Is he just uh, going to carry on eating? Oh, this happens all the, the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't uh, want to discourage our listeners from writing in because I'd like no, some more people to write no, in some, um, with their own stories. But fuck me, that was that was hard work. That was. Should we, should we yeah. move on to the other stories and like try and redeem it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I can see. I can see why you said, "Can we read that one first? Because obviously, the bar has now been set about. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you the rate floor. Highly now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Story number one. Terrific. The very first thing as it opened up on my screen, as I was saying that, is all dialogue in thick Australian or camp German accents. Brackets. <laughs> teacher's choice. Close brackets. <laughs> uh, I love it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, okay. I cannot guarantee that anyone is going to recognise his accents, but well, I liked your German accent in that previous one. I think you it was you a did bit, well. It was a bit Arnold, but I guess anyway. Right, That's okay. Fine. A sandwich, a sandwich. My condom for a sandwich. Kyle has the ingredients for the best sandwich ever laid out before him. It was the only reason he came to Oscar and Fiona's barbecues in the first place. He started with the mustard squeezing the nearly empty bottle over the warm rustic bread. A loud spluttering distracted him. He then dropped three large slices of smoked brisket down from a height, one by one. A rhythmic slapping echoed around the kitchen. He then ladled on the mac and cheese and soaked the whole thing in gravy as a waft of cheesy, meaty hedonism washed over him and in a moment of despair and confusion. He wished the smell came from the kitchen. 
Oh, sorry. Which we, we the smell came from his sandwich? Sorry. Behind him. <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm from. See, I'm which lost. the smell came? Right. I'm. I, this is right. So he's ladled on mac and cheese onto his sandwich, and then put the whole thing in gravy as a waft of cheesy, meaty hedonism washed over him. And in a moment of despair and confusion, he wished the smell came from his sandwich. Behind him, in the open-plan living room, the party had kicked into its second phase. A dick-smacking, titty-slapping, gravy-soaked clusterfuck that would embarrass the average Roman emperor. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, we got there. We got there, lads. Right. So that's where the smell's coming from. Yeah, okay, right. Kyle had no interest in joining. He just wanted his sandwich. The conservatory should be safe if he could make it. It was too cold in there for naked people. He grabbed his sandwich and his dog, Jojo's lead, and dove in. The grunting, the moaning, and the multi-orifice farting ebbed and flowed, whilst floral perfume gave way to clammy man-ass and musty <sighs> clunge sweat as he moved through the living room. Stood to the side, not participating. Two women discussed something unrelated. Halfway, he slipped on some of Oscar's homemade lard-based butt lube and knocked over a bucket full of ice and teaspoons. Steadying himself, his hands came into contact with the coarse, yet fuzzy, scrotum of a man in his 60s. It always disturbed Kyle that he could accurately estimate a man's age based on how far their balls drooped down their legs. And this guy <laughs> were like golf balls in a chicken skin football sock. Oh, though the fuck. pressure of his thumb against the man's... Oh, yeah, though the pressure of the man's thumb against his gooch as he steadied himself worked like an elevator call button, and his balls began the long journey upward in his contracted sack. <laughs> that was one hell of a run-on sentence there, Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, God, okay. Right, I do not know what how these taxes are from. Ya, Mildred, now thumb my butt, the man, old man shouted. That's not me, dear. I don't care. Someone thumb my butt, quick. <laughs> <laughs> Out of some bizarre sense of obligation, Kyle's thumb hesitated over the old man's butt eye before coming to his senses, mumbling an excuse and writing himself. The old man snorted and farted himself into an intense orgasm. <laughs> Disorientated, but keen to forget he had just, <laughs> just helped finish off an old man. He kept going. The heady mix of ball sweat and lard lube abated as he entered a side room. Something worse would soon replace it. A man panted from ground level, while another grunted and strained from up high. He must have been standing on a chair. A moment after the grunting stopped, a wet loud slap rang out from where the first man lay. As soon as he heard it, he smelt it. The stench of a meaty turd clung to his nose hairs. Even a sniff of his sandwich <laughs> failed to make mask the sticky assault on his senses. He had unwittingly entered the Cleveland steamer room. Jojo barked. Agreed. Let's get out of here. But then disaster struck. Jojo slipped his lead and ran off. Kyle moved forward by himself, but walked into a woman on her hands and knees, kicking her in the tip and dropping his sandwich over her back. The woman, who was about 52, based on how low her tit hung to the ground, knelt up and punched him in the dick. He fell back into the chair. I'm sorry, Kyle, Fiona said. I didn't realise it was you. How about I make it up to you? She passed his sandwich back and unzipped his trousers. Kyle resisted for a second. The conservatory had to be close now, but eventually he relented. With his guide dog gone, he was fucked either way. He pulled his trousers down and sat back to enjoy his sandwich. The end. Wow. <clears throat> I thought that was, I was hoping that was going to end like three times. Um, <laughs> but it kept going. <laughs> wow. Well, that's scathing. 
Um, uh, no, I actually enjoyed it. I mean, you can't go wrong. The theme is uh, it, eating in strange places. And um, yeah, so sandwich and orgy, that's like bang on the money theme-wise, I think. Um, I also wanted to build on what we were talking about last week um, in that, you know, kind of what does an orgy smell like? Yeah, yeah. So... I, I, I noticed that when I got to the sixth time you just mentioned the smell of something. <laughs> the description of the old man's ball sack and the, the lift call button was, was good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've, I've got a question. Yeah. The Cleveland Steamer Room. Mm. Elaborate on it. Uh, so Cleveland Steamer is um, it's where, where you take a dump on someone's chest, isn't it? <laughs> is it? That's, I'm pretty sure that's what a Cleveland Steamer is. Do you know, we might... American viewers, please correct me if I'm not wrong, or listeners, not viewers. Um, but yeah, that's what I believe a Cleveland steamer is. So, so what did he see when he walked in there then? Well, he's blind, so I, I oh, kind of, I hinted yeah. at it throughout the, uh, the thing because the only, guard dog, right? Yeah, dog, I, I yeah, wonder where um, that came from at the end. So yeah, I did put hints like he, like when he said he must have been standing on a chair because he only had the guys like the sound from where he was standing to to kind of guess. Um, and that's why he slipped on the butt lube. That's why he kicked um, what's a face in the tit, um, you know, because he couldn't see. But if he was blind, how did he know how low the ball sack and the tit was to judge their age? Didn't he say that he saw them? Because, no, he put his hand on the ball sack and he kicked oh, the tit. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So it was, it was kind of a play on, you know, like, um, you know, if you're blind, your other senses kind of pick up. Right. That's, <clears throat> So well, a bit of a hey, yeah. thinking back, it was um, there wasn't a lot of visual there, was it? It was very descriptive, but not really in a visual yeah, way. He blind. heard it, he smelled it. You're talking a lot about loud, wet slaps and stuff like that. And um, well, there's a few things in there which doesn't quite like you know, how would he know about the lard lube and all that kind of stuff? Did he read the label? Or, you know, is there history behind the? You know, well, the, I imagine that you know Oscar's, rail, proud, yeah. Oscar's proud of his homemade lard lube, so he he, he talks about it. Talks about it a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, Just okay. uh, for other occasions. That I'd need to do a prequel for that. Um, oh, but um, Mr. Substitute Teacher, did you like the um, the the line in there about the women doing standing standing to one side? I <laughs> was like, I did wonder why that was there. Oh, so that was your your Vecdel. Yeah. So I was, you know, I wanted to that... be a bit more sort of aware of things. <laughs> that well, so I, do, I don't want to that... give my review away, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate it now you pointed it out. That may affect my rating. We we shall see. <laughs> so we've had two two bonus episodes now, and both of them have featured an orgy. We would never get away with that with the with Mister no. Teacher. So you know, really pushing it with Mister Substitute Teacher already. Well, we're made of sterner stuff, us historians, so it's <laughs> enough. Uh, although I, 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 I think we are about to find my limits, though, because this is episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't be doing orgies next week, I'm sure. It's just, oh. you know. Oh, now I've got I to just, rethink my theme. As soon, as soon as we finished last week, I just had the idea in my head of, you know, what does an orgy smell like? Yes. <laughs> That's a great title for a book, mate. Really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently quickly scrubbing that out of my list of theme list idea. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to write about it again. Story number two. Story two. Lunch break. Oh, um, sorry. Can I get my excuses in before you read this? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um. I wrote it in 10 minutes. Um, That's not I'm an excuse. Ill and I've been on holiday, so um, I... I didn't really pay any attention to it until today. However, having said that, I was just saying to Elle before we all came online, it could be genius, uh, but I'll let you decide. It's genius or shit. I don't think there's any middle ground. Yeah. I, I don't oh, really and how's that... your American accent, by the way? Because you might have to do some American accent. Oh, it does. Oh, oh, Jesus. Well, you don't have to. It's as good as my others. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, I, I don't think you can say right. The excuse is I did it in ten minutes because <laughs> I didn't give a shit. That's not an excuse. <laughs> yeah. And you've had a whole week. 
Like, I did it in 10 minutes because it was the lowest thing on my priority list. As I slap it on your desk. Yeah, like, I appreciate the honesty, but I don't think it's that count. There you go, sir. Did it in 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. I used to write my homework out on the bus, but I never told my teacher that. Yeah. <laughs> this is classic cover lesson drivel. Yeah. The, the English teacher has just left. Have them write a story about food. <laughs> I've collected it all in before I throw it in the bin, before I go off to break duty. <laughs> right, okay. Um, lunch break. Superman unfurled his left arm and released the old lady unharmed. His right arm was still outstretched. Palm pressed into the now motionless 18-wheelers truck steaming grill. Oh, thank you, Superman, said the frail old lady. Oh, my, oh, my, the brakes was out, mister, said the truck driver as he scrambled down from the cab. You're gonna believe me. I know they were a friend, said Superman with a calm smile. I heard them struggling from a mile away. I'm fat a fucking Superman a cowboy. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> You did all you could. By now, a crowd had gathered and he began, and had begun to report and cheer Superman. He made sure to turn and wave to more, lapping up the adulation. How can I ever repay you? asked the old lady rhetorically. Oh, God. Not expecting there was anything a feeble old mortal could offer a shiny blue god in his little red panties. Superman eyed the brown paper bag the old lady was clutching to her chest and spoke very softly so the nearby crowd wouldn't hear. What's in the bag? What, this? That's just my lunch, Mr. Superman. Superman didn't speak, but continued to stare at the old lady. His expression grew harder. Would you like my sandwich? She finally said. Superman grabbed the bag and stuffed it down the back of his little red panties with super speed so the crowd couldn't see. If you tell anyone about this, I'll find you and fuck you up, old lady, said Superman. He turned to the crowd, smiled and waved graciously, then took off into the sky at tremendous speed for rapturous applause. Superman punched through the sound barrier within seconds, increasing his speed more and more, every moment until by the time he'd reached the edge of space, he was already travelling at light speed. He exploded through the universe at a terrifying velocity, bending light and time and dimensions at will. He tore through an ancient moon of the Galassi 581 system without blinking, shattering the planetary body into millions of pieces that would rain down on nearby worlds for eons. He skirted great pulsars and ancient giant nebulae, flinging himself further and deeper into the cosmos. He paused briefly to witness two alien races annihilate each other in a spectacular space battle in an instant, their powerful gravitational wave weapons scattering wreckage into the silent ocean of stars to stand as tombstones for eternity. He charged through a supernova, his energy replenished by the dying sun's final photons. Eventually, after half the universe had been traversed, Superman came to rest by a giant black hole. He sat on a small asteroid and watched as the monstrous entity sucked in entire solar systems, crushing them into its singularity. He pulled out the sandwich from his pants and began to pick at the old lady's lunch. Urgh! he said with his mouth full. That's a fucking pickle! He spat out the half-juiced sandwich and held the brain paper bag deep into the black hole. Fucking rank. The end. Wow. <clears throat> what a journey. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, figuratively and literally, what a journey. Um. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know a lot to what you, what you got. Ill. I don't really. Uh... I don't know. I mean, um, I quite like that Superman was a bit of a bell end. Add sort of like um, Homelander boys sort of vibe. Uh, and, um, yeah, I kind of I think as he was going through this momentous journey across the universe, I think because of the sandwich setup, I had kind of already guessed that he was just gonna after all of that huge explanation <laughs> of going through the universe. He was just going to stop somewhere and eat the sandwich. <laughs> you saw which that one coming. Which, you? I, I did see it coming. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, well, I'd say good. I'm not sure if that's the right word. Well, but anyway, thank you. what do you think, Al? Well, he delivered. 
right? He, he, the, the whole thing was about eating something in strange locations. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he went to the other like, side of the universe. Next and to a black hole. To a black hole. So, I mean, wow. That's, yeah, and he didn't go down the orgy route or any, any kind of sexual uh, nonsense in there at all, really. So he's done really well to, to steer clear of that, that trap. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was very well written. The, um, you know, taking off at light speed, smashing through the cosmos. Very, that, that whole paragraph was very well written. Very, uh, I could really picture it. And then he, it turns out he doesn't like pickles and, uh, yeah, and then it ends. So it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's kind of had the idea that now he's got to go all the way back to Earth to get another sandwich, just to come all the way back to eat it. <laughs> Story number three. Story number three is entitled Spooge Cruise. Strong kid. Elliot, <laughs> God, Elliot opened the front door with his butt. He was very dehydrated <laughs> after a busy day in central London protesting against women's rights. <laughs> ah! he, he was looking forward to logging into TikTok to do some fat shaming. But first, <laughs> he decided he needed a snack and a really sexy bar, ideally with one of his many, many lovers. James walked into the kitchen. Sorry, Elliot walked into the kitchen to find James frying up some custard creams. James embraced <laughs> Elliot with a warm hug. Elliot turned and dropped trowel, allowing James to enter Elliot. That's quick. Um, <laughs> how was the protesting today, Jody? Did you show them women who's boss? It was tough but I think I got my point across to those pesky women to stop climbing the corporate ladder. Also, I stopped money from a homeless guy on the way home. James immediately finished inside Elliot. <laughs> As was custom. Oh, God. Elliot took a custom cream as his reward. He took a bite, crunched on the outside like a Crunchy on the outside, like the crunchy outside of an Oreo. Soft on the inside, like the soft inside of an Oreo. <laughs> Elliot walked outside and jumped into the jacuzzi, where Tim was waiting. Tim entered Elliot. Hey, Joe, runner, what's the news? Yeah, I had a good day reinforcing that glass ceiling. Ha ha. Also, on the way back, I kicked a cat. Tim finished inside Elliot. Elliot <laughs> took another bite of his custard cream. Now mushy in texture, like a mashed potato. And it smelled all jizzy, like a jizzy tissue with loads of jizz in it. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot decided he needed a shower. Jake was there waiting. Jacob entered Elliot. Hey there, bro, Chode. How was your day? Just then, Peter also walked into the shower. Hey, Elliot, fancy a custard cream? Sure do, shouted Elliot. Great. You be the cream. So Elliot entered Peter, and Jacob finished inside Elliot as Elliot finished inside Peter. Elliot was now soggy as his custard cream. He was very, very rehydrated after having been saturated with like two litres of everyone's loads. <laughs> Finn. That's the end. That is the end. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. Um, blimey. Well, it sounds like Elliot has a very liberated um, home life, even though his political views are very um, right-wing <clears throat> and suppressive. Um. Sounds like it, like he has a great life. To be honest, I don't know it's why he's so angry. I mean, I do have a bit of a problem with with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what. Well, no. Um, so <laughs> this bit also on the way back, I kicked a cat. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's, you would no, never I'm, do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, 
<laughs> that was crossing the line. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think you kind of there's a line, and yeah, you definitely passed it with that one. But you know, it had. I would say because you know I've criticised some of your stories for not really going anywhere. You know, it's just um, a bit nonsensical. But this one does kind of have a, you know, a, a bit of a plot to it. You know, he's actually going around doing things, so it's it's got more of a storyline. And you know, for I've that... got a problem with it though. Like the, um, I don't think it hits the theme because this place is not strange at all to Elliot. He's just, and he's eating Oreos and stuff. It's completely normal for Elliot, by the sounds of it. Well, I had my first custard cream in the kitchen, which is pretty standard. Um, but their but relation, that... Elliot's relationships with all of his friends seems completely habitual and normal. So where, where's the strange place? Well, he, he eats some in the shower, jacuzzi. Yeah. All right, that's pretty unusual. I suppose, I suppose, yeah. It's not that um... strange, though, is it? I think it probably does qualify for the theme, but just. Yeah, I would say it's not as outlandish as, as the other two, but, you know, yeah, it's still, I mean, who eats custard creams in the shower? Doesn't, you don't, it's not really a thing, is it? Yeah, fair enough. All right. You're one, he's eating a sandwich in the conservatory. Yeah, but it's, it's an orgy. It's at an orgy. <laughs> and it sounds like Elliot's character doesn't usually go to orgies. No, he doesn't like orgies. And his character's... Goes for the same. He's getting a good Rogerin from everyone he is with. Yeah, but that sounds normal for him. Um, oh, I, oh, I don't know. I think you're just trying to find fault here. Like, no, I, I'll accept that it. It, it was. It, it was ticks, a masterpiece. It's, a, it's a faint tick in the uh, in the theme box, but it, but there is a tick there. Oh my god! It's grading time. Let's go back to story number one. A sandwich, a sandwich, my condom for a sandwich, with um, Kyle, the blind orgy-goer, um, with an Australian or German accent, depending. Um, <laughs> so, I like the fact that the man was blind. Nice little reveal at the end. I think it does hold up, like having a quick scan back through it. There's nothing obvious that tells you he's blind until the end, but also nothing that would make you think that you've been cheated when it finds out he is blind because actually everything's all the different senses. Um, as I read through this, I did think, oh, wow, someone took the note last week about different senses and just went entirely for every sense but sight. Uh, <laughs> but then it turns out that was actually part of the the idea of the story. So I was going to sort of mark it down for a going way too far with the different senses but also clear sucking up to teacher by going for exactly what you said last week um but it turns out that was actually part of the story and the reveal so I i'm gonna give that bit a thumbs up i will be honest um just like the old man uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, i've got to say as as i was reading because i read these first time hence the horrific mistakes um I, I, when he read, when he read that it was like a sixty-year-old man scroll, you um, like he came into contact with the core shit fuzzy scrotum of a man in his sixties. Again, a fabulous sentence that I love having to say out loud. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> definitely hope there is not a god in heaven that I have to answer to. <laughs> I answered this out loud, um, and I thought to myself, "How does he know?" But then the very next line is, <laughs> "It turns out he's got the skill to be able to tell." Uh, about a man's uh, uh, about a man's boss, which does make me think this guy is a regular orgy goer. Um, just maybe wasn't into it this time. Um, Ooh, but yeah. for that's the fact yeah, yeah. If like, that's the case, I, I give this. I'd, I'd give the same criticism to Elliot. No, that's yeah, <laughs> that's very much sort of death of the author stuff going on there. Well. I guess it, it, it's when I said eating things in strange places, of course, it's strange to whom, isn't it? Because as a, I don't know, I don't want to imagine and speak for the multitudes of listeners that we have to this podcast, but I imagine for most people, uh, an Australian, German, Roman, Greco style geriatric orgy would not be considered a normal place to be making a sandwich of multiple parts including 
um, like cheese and meat and macaroni. Does it macaroni? Anyway, a lot of stuff. So, yeah, a Cleveland steamer room, not a room that I want to get into um, very much. Uh, meaty turd. Yeah, okay. I think we, I think that made the point. Uh, his dog running off. That was fine. Um, my wife's name's Fiona, so that coming up, and it turns out that that was the uh, the, the woman who then gives him a sandwich. Um, oh no! Point uh, down for that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> obviously you don't know that, so it wasn't I deliberate like in season one where one of you wrote an entire story about the other one's partners getting their tits out for no reason that wasn't on theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, it was a homecoming. It was a homecoming party. So, yeah, no, no, I listened to it, mate. It was. <laughs> don't try and pretend. It was totally on theme. No, 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 I heard it the first time, and I agreed with Mister Teacher uh. then. That was that was fucking horrific. So this wasn't a deliberate note, but it did add. Let's just say uh, it added an extra flavour um, to the story when uh, when someone with my wife's name um, is uh, taking part in this orgy. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm really struggling with this one because on the one hand, and I, and I mean this from a place of all due respect and love. It's shit. It's really bad. Like it's, <laughs> but <laughs> but there's something about it. There's something about it that makes you think. Yeah, like you get like I like the fact that you took the idea that I mentioned last week of senses and then somehow wound that up being like a major plot point in the story that he was blind. I reckon we could have had a bit more of that because when you go back and look at it, it's like, oh, he's blind. Okay. Whereas there's nothing like really obvious that makes you think, oh, he's he's blind because it's an orgy. There's all sorts of shit going on. Like a, a, a sighted person kicking someone in the tip does not seem outrageous, <laughs> in, you know, in this, uh, in this scenario. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> What basically what I'm saying is I need a bit more Chuckle Brothers in me geriatric orgies for next right. time. Okay. We're right. We're right. Okay. Um, but no, I um, I enjoyed it. I, I I don't quite know how a man sneezes and farts himself to orgasm, but scarily, that's not the weirdest orgasm that we've read out tonight. So you know, I can't really <laughs> can't really mark you down. Having Will's story read out yeah. first was a real stroke of genius, right? Um, and I had the feminism thing in there. Yes. Uh, uh, technically, it's supposed to be two named characters, two women with a name that talk about someone that's not a man. Um, so, but we're getting there. Uh, you know, if we if we go back to season one, episode one, you know, by the end of this series, we're gonna be winning awards for feminism. <laughs> if anyone knows about feminism, it's four middle-aged men writing yeah. orgy podcasts. You know, <laughs> so, um, but they were fully clothed. You know, oh, did it? Did it? Say, yeah, well, I, I mean that—that's kind of like having a name. <laughs> um, yeah. They didn't have their tits out. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're getting there. Baby steps. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. You know, I, I can't. I can't begrudge someone for actually listening to the feedback and working on it. And what I was going to slate you for, which is like clearly sucking up with all the uh, senses, turns out actually to have been the reveal. So I mean, it is shit, but it's like quite like this. It's pretty clever. I can't believe I'm fucking using that word. Mm. Like a tap story. dancing turd. Shit. Yeah, yeah, like I can't believe I'm using impressive. the word clever for a story about a blind man at an orgy making a sandwich. But the the <laughs> you know like, it's just go with it. yeah, but but there is that the structure. I, I do like it. I, I do like it. I, I don't think it's good. But how does that I translate like, to a grade, Mister? Yeah, I don't, this is um, this is why I'm done. I too am groping in the dark here. Um, I'm gonna say oh, let's give it a strong D plus. Fucking god, bruv, what you fucking doing, bruv? You're so shit, bruv. 
you got a D or less bruff you need to up your game, bruff. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, after all that, gets a D plus. Because, because it's not good, which a C in theory is a, a good pass. Um, but disappointed. Yeah, I really thought he was going to get more after that deliberation. No, no. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like sort it doesn't of bode well for through, mine. Picking through a turd to find like the best bits of sweet corn here. It's still a turd. Get <laughs> <laughs> out. Still shit at the end of the day, um, but I enjoyed it and I got to use my amazing Australian accent. So yeah. you know, th- thanks for that. Big fan. Um, well, well done, Elliot. Right. Uh, story number two: Lunch break. Um, Cowboy Superman. That wasn't a note. I just can't do accents, so it's canon now. That worked. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it worked. Um, if you were told, if you hadn't told me that you'd written this in 10 minutes um, I probably would have guessed uh, <laughs> if, if only because it, it's it's 500 words long and 200 of or 150 of them, 200 of them are the incredibly in-depth description of him flying through random shit <laughs> now, like, as, a, as a seasoned teacher I, I can feel a pa- the padding of an essay coming on <laughs> That really. Oh did. man, I feel seen. You're like, I, I see that you were setting up the punchline of, and he, after all that, like, he didn't like it. But it, re- like, considering <laughs> there was fuck all before it, and then we suddenly got into a, a massive long <laughs> there. Um, not so much. Um, if I want to be mean, and you know what, I'm in the mood now because this is me evening gone reading this shit. Um, <laughs> Superman's got X-ray vision. He could have seen what was inside the lady sandwich. He could have seen that there was a pickle in it. <laughs> so you know, not to be all comic book nerd, but that's a pretty well-known statement. Yeah, I like the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely, completely ruined the story, though. Other, yeah, other than that, it's perfect. Um, I liked, I liked him shoving it in his pants for some reason. He couldn't possibly carry it. Um, this like it's and. I guess that explains why it survived going through supernovae and stuff because his pants maybe have special Kryptonian powers. I don't bloody know. Um, Kryptonian. Yeah, I've already. I think I've already said more words than there are in this story. <laughs> so, um, I like the idea of a dickhead Superman. Um, obviously, unlike Mister Teacher, I am up to date on like relatively current things. So I don't know if you've actually watched <laughs> The Boys and Home. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you had in mind. But um, yeah, uh, you aren't going to get away with the crime that took place in series one, where someone just copied and pasted and uh, removed the words Rick and Morty uh, and Neo <laughs> from the from the plot. Oh, of something. Jay, you're back on that again. Yeah, well, honestly, like, I don't know why. But I don't know why. Months later, I'm still pissed off about it. I wasn't well, involved, <laughs> but just listening to it, I was so mad. The theme for that week was. <laughs> was thought-provoking. It was thought-provoking, right? You're still I thinking mean, about it. Like, a it year did, later. Yeah, it's, it did the job. It, it did on your some That's thoughts. That's A-star material right there. Well, I wouldn't... Yeah, let's not, let's not give it... Let's not, let's not throw grades around willy-nilly, shall we? Because um, <laughs> I, I don't think you get many people agree with that. So, uh, yeah. Um, Superman, lunch break. Um, this doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good so far, this review. It's shit, it's an E, it's an E. Sad music time. Oh my fucking god, bruv, what are you fucking doing, bruv? You're so shit, bruv. You got a D or less, bruv, you need to up your game, bruv. You're lucky I'm not giving you an F, because that's fucking wank. God Um, damn it. And, and speaking of fucking wank, the next one's called Spooge Cruise. So <laughs> now, in many ways, this was without a doubt the worst story of the evening. <laughs> but oh, yeah. in many ways, it was also the best. And this is the real conundrum of doing this. I didn't realise what a torturous mental process it would be to read out the stories of 14 
year old men, <laughs> mentally unstable, but actually 40 to 30 year old men would put me through, but it really has. Um, okay, so just to declare, um, Elliot is the name of one of the competitors, James is my name, so that's why I stumbled when <laughs> it came with <laughs> Elliot that? walks into the kitchen to find James. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, that bastard! <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, so, so my wife was in the orgy in the first one, and then I appeared oh as my God. one of Elliot's many lovers in part three. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, I love the idea. I've got to say, I love the idea of sticking your mate in and just having him be the, the, the worst person. Spends his days protesting against women's rights, <laughs> kicking cats, stealing from the homeless. Like really big fan of it. I like that. I like the reinforcing the glass ceiling line. That was funny. I don't know why everyone greets him with Chody. Um, <laughs> like hey Chode runner, what's they Chody bro Chode. <laughs> I I feel like I don't know if I want to know more, but I feel like the story should have given me an idea. Like maybe he's got an incredible Chode, or does he? You know, <laughs> I, I don't really know. Like if 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 all of his lovers use that as his pet name then i need an explanation as to why i'm, I'm sorry i think um, i can probably yes uh, <laughs> i i and like i said when, when i read that you know elliot decided to need a stack and a really sexy bath you know i'm sure mr teacher would be very happy that you're, you're taking what you know which is the story from last week and turning it in you know write what you know mm-hmm. and it turns out elliot is a big fan of snacks and sexy baths so I don't know about the many lovers bit, but the other stuff. Um, crunchy on the outside, like the crunchy outside of an Oreo, and soft on the inside, like the soft inside of an Oreo. Good I can't believe that that's a fucking stroke of genius in this, but it, it, it that's a that's a funny line. That is, that yeah. was funny. I was trying to be descriptive. Yeah, and then like a juicy tissue with loads of jizz in it. <laughs> uh, and it's a smell, it smell all jizzy, like a juicy tissue with loads of jizz in it. <laughs> Again, like the overall theme of these stories being cover less and bullshit. I could see that written in a story by a kid that didn't give a stuff. Like I, I, I could see that written. <laughs> um and it's fun to say. So yeah, um I enjoyed I, I did enjoy that. Um his Elliot was now as soggy as his custard cream. Definitely a, a mental image. I did like the idea, like at the very last line was he was very, very rehydrated having been saturated with like two litres of everyone's loads. It's the like that really, really sets that off. And I will be honest, the first line as I read it, Elliot opened the door, front door with his butt. He was very dehydrated after a busy day in central London protesting against women's rights again. Like, reminded me, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is so embarrassing. But it gave me the mental image of the first line of 1984, of, oh uh, my god! Like the main character, you know, like um, uh, the main character walks through London as the clock strikes thirteen or something like that. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's you know, that's funny. That's what I was going for. <clears throat> yeah, it it really showed. I got some real nineteen eighty four vibes off this story. Um, as George Orwell spins in his grave so violently that <laughs> <laughs> earthquake detectors go off. I think um, the chance that Alex has actually read 1984 <laughs> is basically zero. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it. But, and I think it says more about the deranged state of my brain at the minute, that that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that sentence. But I did think that, so I've got to give you credit for that. I mean, the story's shit. The man comes <laughs> home, like, James is frying up some custard creams. Now, whilst I am no baker yeah, in real life... weird. Um, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair though, that's not even close to the weirdest bit of the story. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of stitching up your mates. So the idea of writing a story about your mate but making him a this incredibly depraved and horrific individual, love it, great stuff. Big fan of winding up your mates, um, and that's why. And it made me, it did make me laugh more than the other stories. But it's also shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it is the tale of somebody eating food at a strange time, and yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it
a C minus. It's just oh. good. It's just uh, good. You said it was the uh, worst story. Then. <laughs> it is. It was the worst and the best at the same time. I can't. I can't I cannot believe I'm thinking that this is a good story. I want to give it a, a C minus because it really should be a fucking F. But <laughs> there's, there's something about it. And yeah. as a teacher, I'd have to explain my grades. Fuck you. I write what I want. Yeah, <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so that means uh, that's, just, yeah, that's very uh, fair grade, I think. Yeah. Um, look, looking at the scoreboards then. Um, Elliot's D plus, my E and Alex's C minus mean that in third place is me on 8.5. And in second place is Alex on nine. And third, uh, sorry, first place is Elliot on 11.5. Oh. Not too bad for the bonus cup so far, Elliot. Storming lead there. You've had the lead (laughs) for both weeks. Um, But well done. Great stories. Um, and Mr. Teacher, have you got a theme in mind for next week? Um, yeah, I, I sort of like the idea last week of picking up a theme based on what we discussed, but all we have discussed is orgies and shit. So, um, orgies and shit. Yeah, no, no, I don't want that to be. No, no. I'm pretty sure I could just really say the same this. Story. I'm going to say this like it's a class. No, that's not what I want. Do not write that. Okay, um, I think I'm going to throw a real curveball at you. Okay, but I'm going to leave it up to your creative imagination. I want you to make the title of your story the last line of dialogue in your story, so that we all know it's building up to that. Ooh. But you have okay. to make it. You like so. You have, so we all and this is hard because like, but we all actually if only because. This is a throwback to um, Saw, and I love the fact that Crikey was like the very last word of that, and something like that. So the the the, the last line of your story should be the title of your story, mm, so that we all know it's leading to that. But how are you going to get us there? So we can't begin. We can't have a story that start. The title is the end. No, no, yeah, no. And again, fucking hell, this really is like work. No, you cannot. <laughs> No, you can't do that. I want an actual fucking story. (laughs) Do not make me give you an attention. (laughs) All right. Sounds good to me. Well, brilliant. Thank you very much, boys. That was um, very enjoyable. Thanks. Thank you, folks. That was was something. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. See you next week. guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Small Fictions Podcast. Email us with questions, stories of your own or anything at all at smallfictions at gmail.com.